This is the Heart of the Heartland, a Good Neighbor podcast, bringing you the best of East Central Illinois and West Central Indiana, a place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Shannon Schrader. Hello and welcome to episode number one of the Good Neighbor podcast, Heart of the Heartland. Today we have Good Neighbor Roxy Reed with her business, Roxy's House. Roxy, how are you? I am great. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I was so excited to have you be uh, the person to kick this off for the Good Neighbor podcast and Heart of the Heartland. So um, let's get started. So tell us about your business, Roxy. Well, we're actually not a business. We're, uh, we are a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. And we were founded in 2020. Um, and our goal and our mission is to provide animal-assisted and nature-based therapy for children with communication delays and disorders. So my specialty is really autism and also uh, traumatic brain injury. So those are really my two areas of specialty, although I do see um, other children. But um, that's the basics of it. Um, and we, we live on a ranch and we have been slowly, um, accumulating animals to assist in our therapy. And we refer to our animals as the healers. They are the healers and we are the therapists. Um, and then we also have sort of coined a new term and, and a new, uh, we have a new therapy, a new, new model of, of service delivery model for therapy, which is called a therapeutic event. So a therapeutic event is where children will come for um, a couple of months. We'll have a group of children um, and maybe they have speech therapy, occupational therapy or physical therapy goals that they're working on. And their uh, rehearsals are also doubling as their therapy sessions. So they're getting kind of two in one. And then we have our performance. So we hope to have our first event this summer. We're working on a grant for that, which will be Circus in the Barn. So I cannot wait to see that. You know, I'll be there in attendance cheering <laughs> on those little folks. Yes, I hope you are. I hope it works out. We're really sort of putting the, the pieces in place for this for this year. So uh, we've got fingers crossed that some things are going to come through and make it a possibility. Well, I know one thing about you, and that's when you get a vision in your head, all of a sudden the things start occurring that make it happen. So it's going to shine, I'm sure. So tell me about the um, the healers. What kind of healers do you have in your um, in your family there? Well, we have three alpacas. Um, we have Happy. She's our only alpaca that gives kisses. And Opie <laughs> and Calliope, and she's our kind of... Calliope is kind of our old, wise, shy girl. Um, we have potbelly pigs. Um, their names are Humphrey, Effie, and Frankie. Um, most of our animals are rescue animals. However, we are not an animal rescue, so we have a lot of calls, people wanting us to rescue animals. But um, we only take animals that um, really fit into the therapeutic model and that are really good with children. So um, not that we don't have a couple that that are are sort of tucked away and not, not around the children, but for the most part, our animals are, are child friendly. So, uh, we have pot belly pigs. What did I say? Alpacas, pot belly pigs. Uh, we have a peacock named Liberty. We have a chicken named, uh, Geraldine. Uh, we hope to get more chickens. Uh, she's a good therapy chicken. Um, 
Let's see. And then our barn cats have actually, the barn cats have turned out to be these amazing therapy animals, which I really didn't expect. So we have six barn cats uh, with skunk being the, the leader and the head of the barn cats. That's awesome. And I think I've, I've heard that you have a rooster who kind of stays tucked away when oh, you're, when the kids that's, are there. That's Walter the turkey. Walter, oh, okay, the turkey. The turkey, yes. Yeah, Walter was a rescue. We had several phone calls. Him, he was abandoned on the side of the road, and and he seemed like he was going to be an amazing therapy animal. And um, he's got a little bit of food insecurity, so he hasn't he isn't the best around children. However, we do have him in in an enclosure now, and he really had an amazing therapy session with a little nonverbal autistic child the other day. I have to say there was this great back and forth. Walter was gobbling and our nonverbal autistic child was imitating those sounds. Oh, wow. It was, it was fabulous. He uses a, he uses like a computer. The child does a, a AAC, we call it an augmentative an alternative com communication device. So that's how he communicates with buttons and with the computer. So we're really trying to get his voice and get him to work more on his computer, but he and Walter were having this really sort of exchange that I wasn't expecting. I brought him closer to the house to see the chicken and maybe work on some communication with the peacock. Um, and it turned out that Walter just, it, I mean, I think that's one of the things you have to be really flexible um, yeah. when you're working with animals and children and just be able to switch gears when, when it's time, you know, when it shows itself. Wow. That's magical. That's really neat. It really was. His mom said, did you get it on video? And I did not pull out my video. I just, sometimes I have to learn as a therapist to step back and, and let the magic happen with the animals. Yeah. Um, so. Wow. Wow. Well, so tell us about, you know, tell our listeners about your journey. How and why did you get into um, what you're doing? <laughs> well, I had a small uh, clinic in Danville um, on, in the city on, on a city street and uh, I was seeing early intervention toddler groups at the time. So we took one of the toddler groups on a little field trip. Um, it was actually in the woods at, behind my parents' house. And we went on a picnic and um, it just became very clear to me that I was teaching the word butterfly by looking at two dimensional books. And we were out on that walk and there were real butterflies. And it was just so much easier. And there were real flowers and the children were so much more motivated. And so even just that one goal that I was working on that day, which was language expansion and vocabulary um, enhancement was so much easier. I mean, sometimes when you bring children in little rooms in their clinic like rooms, you're really fighting an uphill battle. They've been in schools all day or, yeah. you know, so um, that that's when it became clear to me. I have to find a rural setting. I need a farm and that's we are farm people. You know, new, this rural life was new for us, but anyway. You quickly became farm people. <laughs> we, yes, we're still working on it, <laughs> but we're getting there. So can you tell us about any like myths or misconceptions that you hear about your industry, about your, about the kinds of things that you do? Well, I think speech therapy in general, what people think about is, is articulation. So maybe they're thinking about, you know, articulation, which is how you move your lips and your tongue and your articulators in order to form words. That's only one really tiny part of being a speech therapist. We're really um, experts in communication. And in order to be expert, in order to get the best communication, you have to get connection. 
So um, for me, uh, it's when I'm working with children on the autism spectrum, I'm working on their language, I'm working on their connection, I'm working on them them connecting with us. And we, we really do that a lot through the animals. The animals help us tremendously in that in that sense. So I think that's a big connection. And, and that speech therapy is kind of a tabletop uh, therapy. So think of your speech therapist, you go into your clinic or your office and, um, you know, sit there at a table and, and do paperwork or maybe flashcards or things like that. And, and that's just not the kind of therapist I am. I like movement. We have swings in the barn. We climb on hay bales. We're out walking on dead um, trees that have fallen over and balancing. And, you know, anytime that we can use movement or nature or animals, um, all of those things are healing and they're things that children love. And so they're things that I love. They're highly motivating for me. (laughs) I was thinking I would love those things too. (laughs) (laughs) So what are, what are you doing for fun? What are you, what's Roxy doing for fun these days? um, That is, not specifically regarding your nonprofit. Yeah, that was my, maybe that's the question we shouldn't have. I, I don't know because it's, it's, it's all consuming right now. The most, the most, because we're really just taking off, we're, we're lifting off. Um, I would say the most fun I have is when I'm uh, planning events. So it's that creative process. Um, it's, it's kind of dreaming up a magical experience for families that come for a fundraising event. Or now that I'm looking at the circus, to me, uh, that vision, you know, envisioning what that is going to look like and what it's going to feel like and what it's going to smell like. And, you know, the sights and the sounds of the circus and and uh, what the, you know, how to write the scripts for that. And, and now I'm really focusing on the acts for the children, like uh, maybe yoga, is, they're going to be our contortionists and we'll be doing yoga or maybe they're going to be writing on one of their Amtrak's. Uh, if they're working on strength and conditioning for it with a physical therapist and they might be going through like a, a faux uh, ring of fire. So those oh. kinds of things are the things that really get me excited and, and are fun for me. But I do like campfires in my backyard and, and uh, hot dogs. <laughs> also <laughs> wonderful. In my backyard. I love it. A good campfire and some country music. Now you mentioned the Amtrak's and just a little shout out to our local Ambucks organization. Did you want to say anything about that? Yes, Ann Bucks has been so instrumental in really helping us uh, get lifted off. They donated um, seven or eight used Amtrikes in, in a variety of sizes. We use those in our therapy because our pull barn is 11,000 square feet. It is all concrete, so it's wheelchair accessible. That was really the big draw for us for this property is to find a, a barn that was wheelchair accessible but also uh, could house animals. So um, Ann Bucks helped us helped us tremendously with that. And Donna Carlton Bish is on our board and she's also national Ambucks president this year. We love her. We're so proud of her. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. She's awesome from this community. So let's, I'm going to ask a couple more questions for you. Um, Can you describe one hardship or life challenge that you rose above um, and can now say that because of that challenge, you're better for it or, or stronger? Well, I think, um, you know, if I'm just going to be really honest, and so I, I think I should be honest, is um, we bought this this property as a family, and, and recently I've been um, going through a divorce. And so uh, my daughter, Izzy, and I have been left here, and we, you know, we're the ones left, and she's amazing. And so we have had to learn to do a lot of things. Um, 
that we not weren't necessarily counting on. I was probably going to focus more on the therapy, but you know, we've learned how to change the attachments on the tractor. We've learned how to grade our lane. Uh, we've watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to mend fences and um, work heavy equipment, use power tools. Um, you know, it's just that there is a that the barn is big and the property is big and the responsibilities are big. And our lane is gravel and it gets giant potholes and we have to get on our tractor and grade the lane. And it doesn't matter if it's 10 degrees or, or 90 degrees. So um, Izzy and I have worked together and I just think really that sense of independence and realizing that we can do it, you know, even though we're women, um, has been really pretty cool coming out here on the other end of that. Well, and having watched just that little piece of your journey, um, I have to say that your I'm gonna get a little choked up here. I I think that your you what you have been through is so inspiring, and your you are your story is gonna hold the key that unlocks a lot of other people's prison doors. And so, thank you for thank you for conquering and continuing to conquer, and thank you for um, thank you for sharing that. Okay. So just a couple other. Um, you know, kind of more straight businessy uh, questions um, regarding your nonprofit. What is one thing that you wish your listeners knew about? Well, I think um, we all know that there's a lot of uh, a lot more autism. People say, why do we have more autism now? And, and I don't really know the answer to why uh, we're having so many more diagnoses, children and, and adults now being diagnosed with autism. I know there's something like this. That's now or like one in in 38 or one in 36. Um, but I think the important thing um, I would like people to know is that um, the way autistic people develop language is called natural language acquisition. They're gestalt language processors and they learn in chunks and they learn in groups of words um, and in phrases and, and they repeat, it's called echolalia. So, and those repetitions all have meaning and um we have to look into what that meaning is. And it's just a different language system. It is not less than. Um, it is an equal language system. We're called analytic language learners. Those of us who learn one word at a time, that the word is a symbol for something. So um, so I think that's a big one, just really realizing that it's a difference, not always a disability. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I've learned a lot just from listening to you during this brief time we've had together. So just um, one last question. Um, how can our listeners learn more um, or how can they contact you? Or um, I'm assuming they probably need to make a, a RSVP if they're going to be stopping by since it's yeah. <laughs> quite a journey. To get yeah, to we it. take farm visits and, and we love donations for farm visits. They can email me at um, roxyreed.slp at gmail.com. Um, they can call at 217-369-4496 or I'm active on Facebook every day. So Roxy's house is on Facebook and they can shoot me a message on there as well. Um, but we, you know, our barn is available for private rentals. So like weddings and corporate retreats and birthday parties um, and field trips, you know, field trips are a big one. We love, we love for schools to come out. And all of those things, um, all of those things are contributions to Roxy's house. So they're all tax deductible uh, donations when you come for any of those. And didn't you just do something with Parkland? Yes. Yeah. 
We have an awesome par uh, partnership now with Parkland's um, Certified Occupational Therapy Assistant Program. So we're so happy to have OT out here. Um, OT, speech, and PT, kind of we all go hand in hand, the three, three disciplines, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. And um, we're partnering with Parkland, and we're, we have a back-to-basics preschool group. So it's a nature-based and animal-assisted uh, group where we're, we're co-treating. Um, we, have, we have a group of toddlers, and we did sell out for that. And, and their parents absolutely love coming, and now their grandparents come too. So everybody gets to come and enjoy the animals, and uh, we make obstacle courses for them, and we do nature-based crafts, and they get to interact with the animals. So it's been a great success so far. We're about halfway through with this one. That's terrific. That's that's great work you're doing. Just shoot us out a phone number one more time. 217-369-4496. All right, Roxy, thank you so much. Contact Roxy for more information about Roxy's house or find them on Facebook and like and share all their good work. Um, we're so happy that you joined us today, Roxy, and thank you for helping us kick off the Good Neighbor podcast, Heart of the Heartland. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you for listening to the Heart of the Heartland, a Good Neighbor podcast. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpheartoftheheartland.com. That's gnpheartoftheheartland.com. Or call 217-920-0433.